You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the customs post. He said to him, follow me. And leaving everything behind, he got up and followed him. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in his house. And a large crowd of tax collectors and others were at table with him, with them. The Pharisees and the scribes complained to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus said to them in reply, Those who are healthy do not need a physician, but the sick do. I have come to call the righteous to repentant. I have not come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What do you think about these Pharisees? They didn't want Jesus to be sitting down with the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the sinners. So what should Jesus have done? Do you know? Should Jesus have been with the tax collectors and sinners? And I hope I can find here something I was praying just before Mass, and it's the Vesper prayer, and it was Psalm 141. And this is what the psalm says. Uh, In the second set of lines, it's asking the Lord to set a guard over my mouth to watch my lips and to do not turn my heart to things that are wrong and to evil deeds with men who are sinners. And then the next line says, this is Psalm 141. I was just checking that again. The next line says, never allow me to share in their feasting. So the Pharisees would have good reason from scripture to tell Jesus that he should not be eating and feasting with tax collectors and sinners. And I was very happy to see this line just before Mass, knowing about this gospel. But it's very interesting, isn't it? And what would you tell your children? You raise children, and maybe you will be blessed with children. Maybe you already are, I don't know. So then, uh, what would you tell your children? To hang out with drug addicts? With cheaters? With the kids who don't go to class? You'll say, keep away from there. But Jesus is eating with the tax collectors and the sinners. What do you tell people in the time of COVID? You tell them to go with the people who have COVID or you stay away? You protect yourself from contamination. But the doctor needs to go to the patients. The doctor can take certain protective measures to be safe in contacting the sick. 
and in helping them get better. And that's a beautiful, heroic act of charity in some cases. We think of Aloysius Gonzaga, that very young man, your age, a Jesuit seminarian in the plague in Rome, and he volunteered to take care of the plague victims and died in the plague. He had contracted the illness. So think of Damien the leper going among the lepers in Molokai. So we have many cases of such, so many missionaries who went to Africa got malaria. Uh, basically, that was also through the ignorance of how to deal with it and what exactly was the cause of the disease. Eventually, they realized, and then they were able to prepare the missionaries when they went to areas of great danger. But in the same way, morally, we have to be responsible. So there is an issue. But Jesus is the ultimate doctor. He is God. He is the Son of God made flesh. He is going to calm the storm on the sea. There are people who are going to come and say, we should stone that woman to death. It's the same principle. As she was caught in a grave public sin. And so we should, uh, then Jesus comes with salvation. He comes precisely for those who are sick. And he equips us to be with people who are not walking with God. And a very interesting story I just read yesterday, it's a very difficult issue, and I encourage you also to pray. We can pray as an intention in our hearts in this Mass. I just read yesterday evening or this morning about uh, some bishops in Mexico, and they already discussed it with Pope Francis last year when they were visiting in Rome. They have been having negotiations with the heads of cartels because the situation of security in Mexico is breaking down. And there are thousands of people killed regularly all the time. It's much more dangerous in Mexico than here in the Holy Land. Overseas, the people have a perception of here as being more dangerous than over there. But it's amazing the amount of violence. And it's a very complex uh, reality that has developed. And it's apparently difficult for the authorities to deal with it. And the bishops feel responsibility for their people who are hurting, so they have made contact with the heads of the... And the government knows this, and even the president has spoken about it. And they have spoken with the heads of cartels to get them to realize what's going on and to try and come to some settlement to benefit the society. So here we are dealing with a complex issue that's very difficult. And we cannot be naive and foolish and foolhardy, but we need to also have a great heart of compassion for those who are misled, who are misguided, who are misinformed, who have maybe had a very difficult childhood and have gone into a criminal way of life or into an immoral way of life because their own family was broken, their parents didn't give great example, uh, the society around them uh, colonized their minds with ideas uh, the, amount, the, the vehicles of communication today are loaded with things that are very unhealthy for mind, soul, heart, emotions, for all of this. Uh, even sometimes in the educational system, there's a lot of invasion of realities that the parents wouldn't want. And the parents have the first responsibility for their children, especially when they're in school, small grade school, high school. And they're not consulted. They're not made aware of what's going on. And it's even hidden from them at times. And so there's a great challenge now uh, to deal with all of this evil in the world. So when Jesus goes in to face and to meet, and he's not going in with a big stick. 
He's going in with the goodness of God. He's going in with Isaiah. And, you know, uh, he's going in to show them a whole new life. There's a beautiful line in Isaiah today. You are called, they shall call you restorer of ruined homesteads. A ruined homestead, a broken house, a broken down house, like in the war, like from an earthquake, like from just wear and tear, bad weather, and a house can be destroyed, and you build it up for the family. And the most important house is our own self. The human being in our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health. And imagine to spend our lives doing that. And the first of all, we have to thank our parents who built a house for us. In my case, my house went back a number of generations, built in the 1820s probably, where I was raised. And the care that, and the responsibility and the hard work and the cost of maintaining a home. And this is a very beautiful uh, title to have. You are a restorer of ruined households, homesteads. What a beautiful mission in life to build up people. And each of us is called to be a temple of God. And so many temples of God today are desecrated. They're laid waste. They're ruined. And the people themselves have no idea. Their minds are completely scattered and completely bereft of any orientation about their condition, their dignity. One of the great cries of uh, Gregory the Great, the Pope Gregory the Great was, Christian, recognize your dignity. No, Leo the Great, recognize your dignity. We have extraordinary dignity as baptized members of Christ. And to recognize this and to live and build up this great dignity that each human being is. So let us take to heart this beautiful line from Isaiah. You are a restorer of ruined homesteads. And the promise is so beautiful. Your light will shine in the dark. What a beautiful, a beautiful perspective for life. If you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, if you honor it by not following your ways, seeking your interests, then you shall delight in the Lord. I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. So our prayer then in the psalm was so beautiful. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. And in this case, to go and meet the people who are broken in a thousand ways today and help to rebuild their lives, help them to rebuild their lives. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.